Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at dynastyfreaks.com or email dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Hello and greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome all you Dynasty Freaks. Admit it, it's okay. You're addicted to Dynasty and so am I. My name is Justin Christopher and I'm a Dynasty Freak. I love the NFL. I watch every game every week. I love drafting, trading, scouting, managing all of my teams 365 days a year and so do you. So let's talk some Dynasty. Uh, Here's what we have in store today. Today's our episode where we do rising and falling stock of players. So I'm going to give you a list of 10 or 15 players that I think their stock is rising. I've had a lot more risers this week than I had fallers. And then we'll mention a couple of the fallers, the guys that I see falling in their stock. And then we're going to bring on a couple fellow Dynasty freaks for them to talk about the players that they see rising and falling on their uh, draft boards as well. So let's go ahead and get started. As far as quarterbacks, uh, I have two quarterbacks that I had real stock rising. Uh, First is Patrick Mahomes. I moved him all the way up to QB number 12. I admit it, I was one of the doubters. Like, I I was wrong so far, at least. I I do believe that Andy Reid is an incredible play caller, especially when he gets an entire offseason to prepare for one game. This is what he does. If you give him, you know, two weeks, give him a bye week, or give him, let alone a whole offseason, he'll come out with a crazy game plan that obviously showed. But I'm kind of starting to buy that it's not just the crazy game plan, that there's some real talent there, and that they're going to find some ways to utilize his skills, let alone the weapons that he has. I mean, Tyree Kill's just ridiculous, so he's got everything that he needs to, to be a top 12 quarterback, so I moved him up to number 12. Uh, second guy that I have rising is Sam Darnold in the quarterback slot anyway. Um, I, mo- I moved him all the way up to quarterback 17. Uh, man, he just seems so poised in control, even after he had the ridiculous pick six on his first pass of his NFL career. Uh, I think he's going to have a tough time going forward. He'll have some rough patches, but I just got the feeling watching him that he really... Uh, is poised, he's confident, has the trust of his coaches, his team, and um, he's the first rookie quarterback to get starting reps. So I've moved him ahead of the other rookie uh, quarterbacks at this point. As for the running backs, I've got three running backs that I have as risers. The first is James Conner. I mean, how can you argue with this? Like, I moved him all the way up to running back 29. Like, this is basically his tryout. Like, this is his chance to win the job. Even if Bill comes back this, you know, even if Bill comes back this time, sometime during this season, this is still his tryout because Bill's not going to be with Pittsburgh next year, and so this is his tryout to say, like, look, when Bill's gone, I'm here for you and I'm your number one. Uh, Everyone there thought there might be some uh, speculation that they'd be drafting a running back right, right, or next year. Well, the truth is, if he goes out and just nails it like he did, certainly did in game one then he's going to have every chance to just win that job, and they don't need to draft a running back next year. My second riser as far as running backs is uh, Chris Thompson from Washington. I moved him all the way up to running back number 36. Honestly, I've always liked Gruden's play calling. Like I think he's a great play caller, and he knows how to uh, make a passing down uh, running back like an everyday, every week fantasy starter. I I just don't know how he can do it. Every time you think, like, I can't start him because he doesn't get enough snaps, he always over-delivers. That's just what he does. And and the truth is that I think everyone knows that he's fragile, and Gruden probably knows that he's fragile as well. And so he gets to uh, take plenty of plays off, but the plays that he's in there, he is used consistently. I love the way he's targeted on offense, and I think he's going to be a great, uh, great running back. 
Third person that I have rising as far as the running backs is Austin Eckler. I moved him all the way up to my running back five. Uh, I was real high on Justin Jackson this offseason, but it's just super clear that he just beat him out like he didn't have a chance. Even though Jackson was hurt, it didn't matter. And watching the preseason games, you can see that Eckler has a lot of burst to him. And uh, it's it's clear that they're trying to pass to Gordon more often, so I wouldn't call Eckler the, the passing back because I don't think that's true there. They're throwing the ball a lot. I mean, uh, Gordon had 100 yards running or passing, receiving rather this this uh, last week. So they're, they're passing him the ball. So it's not that he's really the passing down back. But I think they're just trying to spell Gordon and mix Eckler in. And when Eckler's in, he does fine with everything he's asked to do. And so I, I moved him up. Uh, my buddy and I got him in our uh, Reality Sports Online League uh, two weeks ago after watching some preseason games, and we're happy about that. Let's move to wide receivers. Here's some guys whose stock I see uh, rising in the wide receiver ranks. Number one, I put Mike Williams from the Chargers. Man, I moved him all the way up to wide receiver 22. Now, Terrell Williams had more snaps. He had 62, and Williams just had 44. But he also dropped two passes, including one touchdown that was right in his hands. And so I'm wondering if they're going to start to lose faith in these guys and actually start giving Mike the ball more because, man, Mike Williams, the Mike of the, of the Williams guys for that team, Mike Williams uh, did great, had 81 yards receiving, and uh, he might live up to being this first-round uh, talent that they, they drafted him to be. Uh, second receiver that I have moving up my charts is um, Chris Godwin. Have him moving up to wide receiver 35. And here's the main reason why. Godwin paid 70% of the stat snaps compared to Jackson's 30. Now everyone's going to look at the box score and they're going to see that, that Jackson had the crazier game and scored more points in fantasy. But the fact is that he's not being played as much as Godwin is. And the fact that Godwin has already earned the number two role opposite of Evans in this really high power offense, I believe, not just with Fitzmagic, but when Jameis comes back, it's still going to be the same type of offense that is really going to produce. And Chris Godwin is a, a great talent. So I moved him up quite a bit to wide receiver 35. Third receiver I have moving up was Kenny Galladay. I moved him all the way up to 36, so right behind Godwin. Uh, Stafford passed the ball, it seems like about equally, to all three of his receivers with Jones and Galladay and Tate. Um, but Detroit also lined up in three wide receiver sets almost every play. Now, they were down a lot, so maybe that's part of it. But I got the feeling watching the game that this is going to be kind of their standard set, that Galladay's going to be in there playing with Tate and Jones all the time. And so he's going to have a chance, I believe, to replace Tater Jones by the end of the season. He'll at least become the number two in that trio. And when, when he does, then he's going to be uh, a, the guy that you put in your starting lineup every week. Number four. I have Dante Pettis from San Francisco. I moved him all the way up to wide receiver 55. Um, he had an incredible TD, TD catch, like just fingertip catch that was so beautiful. Um, and now he's going to get more playing time, it sounds like. If, if Goodwin's really injured or hampered in this way, Pettis seems to be the next man up. And, and even then, I think that he would be threatening, um, maybe not Goodwin for his specific role, but I feel like he could be threatening um, Garcon in his role just based on his talent. Uh, they drafted him higher than most people suspected. And for me personally, he was my number 16 rookie, in la overall rookie in last year's uh, rookie draft. And so he knows how to run great routes. He knows how to get open. I feel like he's a perfect fit for the Shanahan system. And I've got him now as a high riser up to number 55. My final wide receiver that I have the stock rising is Quincy Anunwa. Uh, I moved him all the way up to my wide receiver 57. And welcome back, right? He seemed with the comeback off that injury. Had an incredible game Monday night. Um, seems like Darnold's found his favorite man, <laughs> targeting him 10 times on Monday night. 
I think we need to give it a little time to see if that's actually just kind of an anomaly or if this is really going to happen every week. But so far, I really believe that, that he's going to be the man the way that they're using him. I like it. Now, I've got two tight ends that I have stock rising. Before we talk about stock falling, my two tight ends that I have stock rising. Uh, first is George Kittle. Man, George Kittle, I moved him all the way up to my, my tight end eight. <laughs> like he, he moves way up there. Um, I, I liked him a lot already, but just seeing the way that they used him, that's where I found myself just like believing that he's going to be the, the next guy for them. Um, he was targeted a ton. He would have had way more yards had he caught the passes that he dropped. There was one that was uh, a bad throw by Garoppolo and one that he actually dropped himself. And so he's an incredible athlete. Um, I think that he and Jimmy G have a very long future together. So I'm all for um, George Kittle. I hesitated a little bit more on this one, but my second tight end that I had stock rising uh, was Jared Cook. I moved him all the way up to my tight end 15. Now you could scoff, and, and I, I wouldn't blame you if you're scoffing. I kind of scoffed at myself here. Like he has the, you have the right to since he's been like the one-game wonder tight end for so long. Um, however, I was more convinced by the way that they were using him all over the offense. Like he was essentially a receiver lining up all over the field in all different formations. I feel like Gruden is doing this on purpose and he's basically, well, you'll see when I go to stock down, he might be their wide receiver one when he's a tight end. All right. So let's move on now to a couple guys that the stock's falling on. Didn't have as many in this category this week. Uh, first one that stock is falling is I put, um, Deshaun Watson. Like, I really feel like his stock is falling. Um, I moved him down to quarterback number 10. Um, he just looked bad. Uh, and this is, this is more what I thought he was going to be last year. So I had him as my fourth-ranked quarterback in the 2017 rookie draft. So um, I was definitely proven wrong last year, but maybe we'll be proven a little bit more right this year. So it, you could definitely say that it's just rust or coming back off of injury, or you could say that it, it's just hard to play in New England on the road. Uh, but I honestly don't think so. I'm, I'm not as high on him as everyone else. Moved him down quite a bit. Running backs, I have two that moved down this last week. First, of course, is LaShawn McCoy. Man, I, I moved Shady down to my RB37. Uh, I really had hopes that he could still produce, even though he's on this awful team, because he's one of the most talented guys I've ever seen. I love watching him. Um, but I don't know if it's going to happen this year, man. Uh, I worry about Buffalo. They're behind in like, all of their games, it feels like. Um, and I'm just worried that they're going to pull him and, and put other guys in Marcus, uh, uh, Murphy, who I like a lot. I think he's going to get a lot, a lot more touches because they're just not going to have to lean on McCoy because they're going to be so far behind. Uh, second running back that I have falling is Devonte Booker. Um, I moved him all the way down to my running back 64. This stinks for me because I've held him in many leagues and I've really believed in him, but I, I'm willing to admit, I guess that I was wrong. Um, I thought that he'd win that passing down role, but it's clearly proven that he's already lost the passing down role. Um, Freeman came in. I thought, oh, he's going to get the passing down role still at least, if not compete for the first job. But Philip Lindsay is the undrafted free agent. He's he's already proven himself. And it's I think Booker's days are almost over in Denver and maybe the league. Wide receivers that I see falling. The only one I have on my list this day is uh, Amari Cooper. I moved him all the way down to wide receiver 17, which is the lowest he's ever been uh, since I've been playing Dynasty. Um, man, I just love the talent. I wish I could go back and watch him in Alabama because that's when the talent was best, you know, best showcased. But I think it's about time to start making excuses for him. Uh, I still have, I still might have him ranked too high at 17. Like he could fall even further. Uh, I want to give it a couple weeks and see. 
but it's sad to say I almost wish that he like get traded and get to an, another team and given another chance or something like that. As far as my last fallers, I have the stock falling for two tight ends, Delaney Walker and Greg Olson. I'll lump them together. I move them both down to my tight ends 20 and 21. Um, I drop the, I, I hate to drop guys because of injury, but I'm much more willing to do so when they're older guys like this. I just saw a few minutes ago that one of the guys dropped Olsen completely from our league where we don't have an IR spot. Um, I just think that uh, when you've got, especially when you're older, but especially when you've got younger talent behind you, like Johnny Smith and Ian Thomas competing for these guys, like young tight ends take a while to develop, but now you've got these two guys that are going to get 15, 15 weeks to do so. And so I think that there's going to be some guys that rise up and take their place. So that's it for my uh, stock falling, stock rising uh, episode of this podcast. We're going to now try to bring on some fantasy freaks and, and also hear from some of them, get their opinions on some of the same questions. Hey, so let's welcome on two of my uh, best buddies in my Dynasty Freak leagues. Uh, we've got Shane Crosby and Dave Brown. Uh, love these guys. They are Dynasty Freaks, just like you and me. What's up, guys? Hey, how's it going, Justin? Glad to be here. Welcome to our first podcast together. We'll, we'll see if we can make this work. We want to talk just a little bit about some of our waiver wires. We're in like... Uh, I think between us, like four or five leagues together, Dave and I co-own a team, and Shane and I are part of four of our <laughs> five dynasty leagues together, and Dave and I are in another four, yeah. So uh, what were some things you saw transpire, like just waiver wire, just kind of catch up on that, some players that you wished you could have grabbed or you did grab or you put in for, and then we'll talk a little bit of uh, players stock up, stock down. Well, I think uh, Dave the, probably nabbed the uh, the top guy that we saw on one of our waivers, which we couldn't believe he was dropped. I'll let uh, Dave kind of tell about that one. So wrong. Yeah, it's funny. We uh, we all looked, and, and there's always in any league some experienced players and some less experienced players. And in a particular league we're in, we saw Carlos Hyde get dropped. Nice. Which means we all just thought we all want to win, but if you got to be bad, be bad week one. <laughs> I was really bad week one. I got Carlos Hyde on a waiver, and uh, pretty nice Christmas. That, that's a trophy for you. So <laughs> that was one of those things where I was kind of hoping maybe what are the chances that nobody else saw this and <laughs> quickly realized no, everybody he's not saw it. Yeah, the first team. <laughs> Yeah, same for me. I was uh, on my earlier podcast this week. We talked about like our leagues are 300 to 324 players rostered. So, you know, we're talking about bottom of the barrel guys, you know, but then there's exceptions, of course. What about any other guys? Is in our, in, in our uh, uh, diehard league, <laughs> when you had to do final cuts, you're always in love with your own players. So you don't want to cut anybody. So you always think the very bottom of your roster is still like full of gold. Yep. And so I end up having to pay 11 bucks fab. To get Jonu Smith, who was one of the guys I had to drop, and Alfred Green oh. and Jalen Richard are two of the other guys that got picked up on Fab. So my bottom roster was gold. Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's bad. I didn't realize you paid 11 for that. That's rough. I really need a tight end. Yeah, that doesn't help when, we, when Hunter Henry gets hurt. It not, does not help. Not so good. <laughs> I was kind of noticing, I felt like some of the top, I felt like Dorsett and, and uh, Philip Lindsay were like the two biggest biggest finds, and Dave and I were in an RSO league, kind of a salary cap managed league, which is super, super fun, and we were happy to pick him up and 
we put in like a we do like a, we did a two million dollar a year bid yeah, for him two, two million dollar one year bid yeah i think that was a great buy for us I was definitely trying for him, was pretty bitter that I, on one of my cuts at the end of the season, I let him go. And now I'm like, dang it. So I think I only have him in one league and wasn't able to pick him up this week. Dorsett and uh, Brandon Marshall, Javorius Allen. There were some of the guys. Any comments on those guys? You know, Brandon Marshall's interesting with uh, with Baldwin being hurt and uh, not exactly knowing when his injury you know started at one leg and now it's the other, and so if he's not going to play a lot, that really does make he and, and Lockett an, an interesting pair. Indeed, I I picked Marshall up yeah. in a in a few leagues for sure. Felt like yeah, Lockett I, was rostered most. I think Javorius Allen definitely has some some potential for this year. I know he's already being used a lot and has scored. And um, yep. uh, we're going to talk about uh, kind of high guys that were high and low on uh, a little bit later. And that backfield is going to be in my, part of my discussion. So. Yeah, that's crazy. What about uh, Gisley? One more, one more thing. What about the uh, Seattle Gisley crazy tight end run? Any, any opinions on him? I knew everyone was going to grab him. We saw everyone grab him. I was not interested. Had any of us heard of him a week ago? Nope. <laughs> Other than references of being Montana strong, I don't know anything about the guy. <laughs> but I was much more interested in getting John U. Smith with Delaney Walker's season-ending injury than I was uh, getting, getting Montana. Yeah. Yeah, and apparently his nickname is Uncle Will. Yeah, the footballers. Doesn't footballers sound like a it. guy who's just a dominant football player. <laughs> I still think Nick Vanette's going to beat him out for that. I think that was kind of an exception to the rule type of thing. I know they drafted him to be like a blocking tight end, so I don't know. I, w- I wasn't interested, but you definitely saw him go. He was he was kind of the, the one everyone was going for, I think. What yeah, about had to be picked up after a week like that. Oh, yeah. Every, someone's got to. I wasn't interested. So, Shane, you made a trade this week with your son, which I don't know if we have like an official rule about not trading in your own household or whatever, but... Crowell for Funches. What was your you, you picked up the Funches side of that? What was your idea behind that? Well, I've kind of been accumulating guys that I think are kind of serviceable running backs. I don't have any real studs on that team. Um, and when I looked at my receiving core, I've got three definite starters and then really nothing behind that. Uh, probably my fourth receiver is going to be Tyler Lockett and. I mean, he's got some potential to do some things, but I'm not real comfortable having to roll him out if there's an injury or on bye weeks. So um, I think Funchess uh, could see, you know, a little bit higher target share now with Olsen injured. Absolutely. And he had he had some good weeks when Olsen was out last year. And so I thought it was a good time to try to bolster that a little bit, and especially after Crowell having a, a big week. Right. And who knows if that will continue. He's probably going to split with Bilal. But... Uh, I think probably worked out best or well for both of us because he definitely needs some running back help. So he was yeah. pretty eager to, to jump on Crowell. I'm pretty loaded in that league at running back, although I don't have like great ones. And he's been coming after me for several of my guys. So I'm glad he found. I'm glad he found someone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've had many talks about his running back trade offers that he's been making. <laughs> he's not yeah. getting a whole lot of uh, biting on his offers. So I, I like the Funches side. 
of that trade personally. Me I too. think with Olsen being out, and it seems like he and Newton have a have a really strong rapport. Uh, all things being equal, I, I think he got the better the better end of that trade. Yeah, well, me I hope too. So. <laughs> you made a similar trade with with Jordan too, and one in the other league, uh, Dave. You you got what was that again? You got guys. Or you you traded him, guys. Yeah, so, so we had a That's startup right. dynasty draft this year with a bunch of really uh, dedicated addicts to a dynasty. We're hoping it's going to be a super fun league, and, and I've had some pretty bummer events happen it, during yeah. the draft. Like uh, probably, what, a day after I picked Ingram, found out he was suspended. I think we were still and drafting. Had, <laughs> we were still drafting, yeah. And uh, Hunter Henry, gone for the year, and then uh, Edelman was suspended and uh seems like i had one other one other event happen so it's been it's been a tough start so i had geis and then he goes out uh, for the year and uh trying to decide boy, oh, and mark ingram and mark ingram yeah so first season it's just hard to fire sale first season it's just hard <laughs> to get your mind around that right and so figured out uh in kind of talking with different players maybe i could make a trade that kind of gives me both options that i ended up trading geis for lamar miller in a first round pick which Lamar Miller should be a startable asset through the first few weeks. And if I can just go two and two, I get Ingram back, back. I get Edelman back. And then maybe in the later in the year, I get Hunter Henry back. Of course, if it goes the other way and I can't recover, then I do have first two round first, you know, two first round picks next year and begin to, uh, to try to build. So what is y'all's opinion of the, uh, of the trade Shane, You had to be for it. Cause I'm sure he got your counsel. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's definitely some risk involved cause I, I think Lamar Miller could have a big season. He did really well when, but uh, if he's, I know he's really wanting to to get some good core young running backs. I'm like, well, guys definitely qualifies as that. So wait on. we'll see. I think we'll probably only know two or three years from now who got the better end of that one. I just know who you're rooting against to have the worst record of all in that league. <laughs> let's make that a number one pick so sorry jordan <laughs> hope you're not listening <laughs> let's move let's move guys to just kind of highs and lows so some up and downs who do you think as uh, some guys uh, rising some falling uh shane why don't you go first and we'll just kind of go back and forth with the rising side and then talk about some falling i already gave mine in the early part of this podcast so it'll be fun to see if there's like some uh some crossover between the guys that we were thinking what do you got shane for rising Okay, well, my first guy is somebody that we already kind of discussed a little bit, but Devin Funches. Um, I, again, like we already said, I, I think with Olsen out, his target share is going to rise. He's still young. He's still learning the wide receiver position. He was a tight end in college, wasn't he? Yeah, for part for a time, I think. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I think that he's definitely somebody that, you know, could be a wide receiver too, and you may be able to get him for less than that at this point yeah definitely rising so rising a little bit more on because olsen's gone down than just like pure what you witnessed in in week one um i'd say probably a little bit of both Mm -hmm. he was targeted well they were throwing Mm -hmm. it to him for sure what about you dave you got a riser yeah if we stay with the uh the wide receiver position uh, i thought kenny stills showed himself that uh that he's really going to be strong i think this year for uh, for miami i i think parker has lost his luster and can't get on the field and uh stills uh, appears to not just do it on the field but then when you 
hear the coaches speak afterwards, he just seems to have a lot of confidence of the team. And uh, so we happen to have him in our in our uh, dominant reality sports online league. Yeah. And uh, I could see him being in the lineup all year. We got him thinking maybe he would be a rotate in, rotate out. But I, I think he's going to be stronger than that. Yeah, I do too. Even us, even us UT guys can root for the the sooner once he gets on one of our teams, <laughs> I was just right? Thinking about that. <laughs> we saw him tear us up enough that we're like, yeah, we kind of know he's good. <laughs> you got another riser, Shane? Yeah, if we're gonna stick with receivers, um, I think Quincy Anunwa yeah, could be too. in for a pretty solid season. Yeah. Um, the Jets only threw twenty one passes last week. Anunwa had ten of the targets. It's insane. So. Yeah, and Darnold looks so good for a rookie. I I was really surprised, but um, he seems to definitely have a connection with Anuma, so I, I think he's been injured and nobody really knows what he's going to do. could be a good time to go for him. Yeah, I did the same. I had both Darnold and Anuma on my, on my rising list, so I agree. What do you think of Darnold after pass one? <laughs> <laughs> but. I think I was hearing that what Favre threw a pick six on hers, his first pass and some other great quarterback. I don't remember who it was. So he's in good company. Yeah. I loved it. Like when he came back in the huddle, like he came right back in the huddle, seemed totally confident and like just let it wasn't hanging his head. So I thought that was pretty, pretty good sign. He seems to have won the confidence. So yeah, I, I like, so Dave, what about you for riser number two? Yeah. You know, riser number two, uh, I was, visually really impressed with carry on Johnson. And even though I don't understand why he doesn't get more carries than he did, it, it's, it's clear he's got more talent in my opinion than anybody else in that backfield. And uh, the one handed catch, uh, was pretty slick, yeah. but, uh, I, I would love, I don't have any stock in, in carry on Johnson in any league, but from a dynasty perspective, I would love to have, uh, some carry on Johnson stock. I've got plenty. You can make a trade. <laughs> well, he was on my riser list too, so I. I oh, agree. nice, nice. Why so, Shane? Yeah. Uh, mainly because I like singing his name. Yes, of course. Carry on my wayward son. There'll be no singing on this podcast, please. Wow, <laughs> I really don't have a whole lot to offer them. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's good. I love him too. I, I got him in tons of drafts, and I think he's going to win it pretty soon here. Blunt Blunt looked pretty bad. So, he looked really bad. Yep. So Riddick looked good. So I hope the roles can kind of reverse, and Riddick maybe will be the passing down back, and and Johnson could be the two down back, but he could receive two. So I just hope mm-hmm. he hope he wins it. I put a lot of stock when like coaches draft up to draft a player, and then when they draft offensive linemen. So that was a big part of why I was high on him in the rookie draft this year, just just the fact that it seemed like they were trying to change what they were doing. But hopefully that whole game was an anomaly for Detroit. <laughs> we'll, we'll soon find out. You got another riser, Shane? Yeah, um, I have a finally healthy Jordan Reed. All right. Dude, if he can stay healthy, I think he could be in for probably a top five season. For tight end and Alex Smith always seems to go to his tight ends with Kelsey when he was in Kansas City and then back in the San Francisco days of Vernon Davis so I think Reed and him you know, could be a pretty good combo I like it 
Alex Smith is so consistent. He's very underrated. Got another riser, Corey, Dave? Or, or a comment on that? Tough, well, Reed is a tough guy to know what to do with, knowing that he's maybe one concussion away from from his career being over. And so from even a trade perspective or, or anything else, it's it's just really hard to know what to pay for him because his ceiling is worthy of a legitimate offer, but the risk is is really high. And uh, so he's, he's, he's an age, if you got him, you hold him. But he's a weird guy to try to acquire because you just don't know what to give for him, in my opinion, especially in Dynasty. In redraft, it might be different. But in Dynasty or Keeper, it, it just it's, it's a hard deal. I agree. I only have him in one league, and he's been the most frustrating guy on my roster for the last <laughs> several years by far. Yeah. So I'm, I'm happy that he looks healthy and is producing, but I'm not trying to acquire him in any other leagues. I'd, maybe if he goes a, a couple more weeks with some good production and you know seeming to stay healthy then i might trust him but he's rising in my on my list so we'll see you've also got kittle in that league though so you need to you need to go with kittle because he's on my rising list yeah because you <laughs> traded him to me yeah i know <laughs> i gave up philip rivers and that's what lost the game for me <laughs> <laughs> you got a good one though and keeper he's on my he's my highest rising tight end for sure he was he was targeted like crazy. Mm-hmm. Dave, you next with a with a riser? Yeah, well, ironically, I had Kittle, so I nice. didn't uh, chat too much uh, about him. But I was I was really impressed with Pat Mahomes. Uh, I mean, you knew he had the weapons, and you know he's got the arm. But uh, I was I was really impressed with the way that he played on Sunday, and and I think he's a legitimate quarterback one back end of quarterback one but i think a legitimate quarterback one this year and and i didn't expect that i thought he'd be a good guy to own with next year being where the maturity might kick in but i, I was i was super impressed in his first game out yeah me too I, he was on my risers i moved him up to qb12 in my rankings so he's a quarterback one what do you think though about like one of my one of my fears is i feel like andy reed is like a super great schemer when he has time to prepare for a game and now he's had, he had like six months to prepare <laughs> for a game. So I just feel like that some of those, I mean, of course the two stupid touchdowns that were really runs, but count as passes. It's just like, I don't know. He, I feel like it could have just been schemed up. So I have, I have a little hesitancy just based on Reed made him look awesome, but I don't know if he can keep making him look awesome. Any thoughts on that Shane? Well, they've got so many weapons there. Yeah. With, I mean, with Hill and Watkins and Kelsey and Hunt catching a lot of balls out of the backfield, I think it's going to be tough for him not to be at least kind of a mid quarterback too. And I mean, if things go well, if he can scheme it up pretty well, I think he definitely could be a QB one. Probably the first Texas Tech quarterback that that's ever been said of. Yeah, that's right. The little air raid doesn't work normally, right? <laughs> And really what he did on Sunday was Hill being superhuman, but Watkins, Kelsey, and Hunt all underperformed. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. So if those three players perform up to their standard, it, it I think Mahomes is going to be really strong this year. Yeah. Let's do one more riser each. What do you got another one, Shane? Um, yeah, carry on Johnson, who's been discussed. Uh, Jalen Richard, or Richard, or however Richard. you want to pronounce it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, definitely for... PPR leagues. If it's just standard scoring, I don't think he's got nearly as much value. But um, 
you know, he's somebody that impressed me. They used him a lot more than I expected, and Lynch definitely isn't going to be catching anything out of the backfield. And besides uh, Jared Cook, I don't think their receiving core looks like they've got a whole lot. So, you know, Richard could be a guy that, that gets some of those targets. All right. Any thoughts on that, Dave? Yeah, of course, as I mentioned earlier, he's one of my final cuts, and uh, it's a hated to, uh, to lose him. But honestly, That's I didn't worst. expect him to get the, the amount of action that he did. I was pretty surprised. And, uh, you know, Washington will come back from injury. You know, what happens when they actually get Cooper going, if they can get him going? I mean, this could be a high-water moment for Richard, but, uh, or he could be a Chris Thompson. I mean, it's, it's kind of an interesting, interesting to see how it plays out. I was more wanting Chris Warren to win that job, and I was thinking that it was up. My secret he was going to win stash. That. Yeah, you jerk. Getting our <laughs> UT guy on all of your teams. I have so. him in all of my dynasty leagues. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get how you can do that in the NFL, where you can put a guy like on your IR when he's not really hurt. They just, I mean, what do you stub a toe, and so now he's on IR just so they can hold on to him? It, it's not cool. Like he should have been free if they weren't really going to hold on to him. And here's what I don't understand. How can you put Dixon on the IR and he can come back in week 11, but they're not putting Henry on IR because they want him to come back at the end of the year? Yeah, that's true. I don't understand that, right? It can't free up a roster spot for me because he's on the pup. That that doesn't make any sense to me. That sounds like you're kind of bitter about that. Maybe. Maybe (laughs) just a little. Just a bit. I might have kept Richard with that (laughs) roster spot. that's right. Well, speaking of bitterness, let's talk about some guys that are falling. Guys, we hate. Dave, you want to start this one off? You got a, you got a guy you're hating on right now? Yeah, you know, uh, I mean, there are a few that, that kind of disappointed me. And, and uh, you know, one of them is, uh, I'm a big fan of Nelson Aguilar. And, Justin, I know you're a big fan. Come on. But, and I, I tell you, he's the, he's the master of the three-yard catch. I mean, to be <laughs> that involved and get nothing yeah. is, is just flabbergasting. And so I found myself just being frustrated. And I don't even own him. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking, man, PPR, he might be worth something. But outside of that, it's it's just pretty frustrating to watch, especially with so many weapons out. So that was a little surprising. Yeah, he's like our model case right now for why, if you hate PPR, he's the one you can point to. <laughs> exactly. eight, eight catches for 33 yards this week. Con- congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bad one. I don't know. I'm still really high on him. I feel like he's got... He's, he's one of my regrets. He was one of my uh, draft draft picks in one of our leagues that I uh, drafted maybe like in the second round in a rookie draft and then later let him go. And now I'm like, ah, oh, I wish I had him back. I don't know. I'm still hopeful. Okay, I've got to just say there are so many song references that have come in my head in the last two minutes from these discussions and I'm just having to bite my tongue <laughs> because of your rule. You've got a, you've, that's not really a rule. You've got a, you've got a song on Aguilar? <laughs> Was there an Aguilar song? Uh, it wasn't on his name. It was on something else you said, and I I can't remember anymore. Feel free to I'll sing. Go ahead and, uh, just, Feel free to I'll sing. Let my, uh, I'll let my pipes run free. Do it. What about you for a for a faller? Uh, faller. Let's go running back. Um, I'm not real high on Alex Collins. Uh, Come on, I, I got him everywhere. I think he was. <laughs> I have him nowhere. I, I did have one share of him, and I, I traded him in the offseason. But yeah. he was being drafted, I thought, a little too high for a guy that was, what, a six-round draft pick and cut multiple times and then you know finally got a, a starting gig. Um, but with 
Javorius Allen there. I just I don't see him getting enough. I don't think he's going to get many targets at all in the passing game. Mm-hmm. Um, Javoris Allen is already getting a lot of goal line shares, so I I just think he's just not a real strong even running back two maybe. Uh, I'd rather go a lot of other directions. Yeah, I've got to admit a little bit of that. I was pretty mad today when they gave Javorius the the goal line carry. <laughs> My call, man. And even when he got one earlier, he couldn't push it in. So, oh, yep. Push it. Oh, man, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> you got a faller, Dave? Yeah, staying with uh, with running backs. Um, I, I, Derek Henry just is not a guy. Justin, I know you want to. <laughs> I was trying trade to trade him. him. Everybody was sideways. <laughs> and uh, he's just a guy that, you know, in name carries too much weight to give away. But yeah, just you just don't like the the way it's playing out for for him, and uh, he, he didn't look great on Sunday, and uh, so I yeah he's he's a guy that I I could see getting you a few scores, you know maybe even a little bit of that blunt, or you know Jeremy Hill kind of kind of role, but just not a guy that's going to be a legitimate RB one or maybe even RB two unless he gets a lot of goal line work, and and I think people go back a couple of years ago people had such high hopes. For Henry mm-hmm. and uh, I just I just don't think it's going to play out for him. Yeah. Did you guys ever see a couple of years ago? I think at an Alabama game, Derrick Henry and Mark Ingram were there on the sidelines and they're standing next to each other. And there's a picture that was going around. Henry is so monstrous, and Ingram is so much smaller. It looked like a dad like taking his little son to yeah you know college game day. It was. It was just crazy how much bigger. I mean, he was like literally twice as big as Ingram. That's what they did this uh, during the um, preseason. They were doing pictures like that with he and Deion Lewis, and it was even worse. Like Deion oh, Lewis, same and thing. Yeah. smaller. Yeah, it was insane. <laughs> yeah. Who it conversely, looked, I thought looked good. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I've been trying to get rid of him, like you said. <laughs> you got another another uh, follower, Shane? Oh, I got tons of followers. I didn't uh, have as many followers. Amari Cooper. Oh, he's on my list too. Mercy. Yeah, I think he's going to be on everybody's list. He just not looking good. Um, I, I just I don't know what Gruden is doing. Um, he accumulated all these older assets, and he's got you know one young guy who should be a stud metric wise. He's off the charts, and. Uh, you know, said that he was going to have their offense run through him, and he got three targets last week for one catch. And I just, I don't like their passing game. Carr doesn't seem to make very wise decisions, and I think he's in for a long year. Yep, I agree. Feels like he needs to get uh, cut. Maybe <laughs> they're cutting everyone else there. Might as well let him go. <laughs> maybe he can get somewhere else. But I don't know. I loved him in Alabama, and I feel like his Alabama days are like his best days. It feels like he hasn't got much better than that. Mm-hmm. I don't own him anywhere, so I'm happy about that. You got a comment on that, Dave, or you got another follower? Yeah, I got a follower. Guy, again, I, a big fan of his from a talent perspective, and, and I don't want to uh, offend your dog, but I'd be concerned. <laughs> Russell, Russell Wilson? Wilson? Come on. My dog's I'd name's Russell Wilson. <laughs> You know, universally picked, you know, drafted as a uh, as a top three quarterback, and everybody thought Baldwin would have a crazy year. 
But it, it just, with Baldwin's uncertainty, with the line that they just continually don't invest into everybody's, it's just a mystery why they don't they don't do that. I I, I don't know. I, um, he, he'll he'll not drop below maybe a QB one. He, you know, he'll probably, in my opinion, be a QB 10, 11, 12. But it's going to be really hard for him to return on draft capital at a mm. QB top three. I just don't see it happening. So it's mostly circumstantial, though, not just based on talent. Oh, absolutely. He's uh, I love him as a quarterback, but I, I just think it, it seems like they're it's just not working in his favor this year so far. Yeah. Justin, didn't you almost name your dog Seneca Wallace? No, I didn't go with Seneca Wallace. No. Okay. I don't like Iowa State. <laughs> <laughs> Russell Wilson. He's happily sleeping underneath our kitchen table right now. So he's very offended, Dave. Thanks for <laughs> offending me and my dog. Yeah, I typically don't offend 200-pound dogs. I try, <laughs> yeah. try to avoid them. Yeah, he Greatest is a, dog name ever, by the way. He is an English Mastiff. How about one more follower for each of us? You got one, Shane? Yeah. Um, let's go Tyler Eifert. Hmm. So I still don't know why people draft him and expect him to be a tight end one when he's only had one season. I was looking through. This is his sixth year in the league. Here's the number of touchdowns he's had every year starting in his rookie year. 2, 0, 13, 5, 0, and then none this year so far. It's that 13 um, year. If you had him on that 13 year year. <laughs> one out of six years, or really five, because this year we don't know yet, but one out of five years where he's even, you know, even in consideration to be playing. I just don't get it. He's He's proven that he's not healthy. And I, I would bail if you could. Yeah. I think he played about 40% of the snaps last week. And then tonight, it felt like tons of their tight end targets were going to, I don't even know that guy's name, 87? <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was the Menzota or I don't even know his name. Yeah, it was like, where are they Menzel? Throwing? Johnny Menzel is playing tight end for yeah, them. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. You got another faller, Dave? Yeah, and, and again, maybe more concerned than, than fall, but uh, I, I'd be concerned that Larry Fitzgerald is is going to return what people thought because that team looked really bad. <laughs> and it didn't look like, uh, you know, even though I've got Williams in every league and I'm a Kirk fan, it didn't seem like he had a lot of help. Ricky Seals-Jones didn't do anything. And if you're a one-man band it's just easy to scheme against that. And, and so given that people thought, you know, kind of pictured him with another 110 catches, I, I just, he may get the 110 catches, but I just don't know that he's going to return on what people thought that, that he was going to give him. He'll get the, he'll get the action, but man, there's just nothing else helping him. I agree. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Other time maybe catching up. He's one of my favorites. Did I ever tell y'all he was like the reason that I stopped watching the Heisman ceremony? There was that year that he didn't win the Heisman. I was just like, this mm-hmm. does this does not go to the best player. I'm going <laughs> to stop watching this because he was the best player in college. He's been like one of the best in, in the pros ever since. So classy, classy dude too. Hopefully he doesn't have an awful last year like you're suggesting. Yeah, I hope so too. Because like you, like you're saying, he's everybody cheers for for Fitzgerald. He's he's just a just a classy classy guy. But man, I was really you know I'm I'm a David Johnson owner and a big fan. But 
boy, that team looked terrible. <laughs> so I'm a little concerned across the board with the uh, with the Cardinals. Fair to fair to say. Yeah. We all ready to wrap it up? You feel feel good about tonight? First podcast together. Yeah, worked through a few technical issues, but overall, not too bad. We'll see if I can mix it and make it sound right. If not, we apologize to the the two of you that are listening, like like you two, when you two listen later. <laughs> <laughs> I told my brother about this, and he's like, oh, I've got to hear this. You have to tell me when it's up. <laughs> well, as long as the uh, Carlo, Carlos Hyde dropper doesn't listen to it, we should be all right. At least it's audio only, because looking at our video feeds, it's uh, it's a little rough for TV. Yeah, definitely. We do have our shirts on, though, so that's good. Finally. That's cool. Well, let me let me wrap it up, guys. So uh, thanks for listening, guys. This is a wrap for this week. Uh, my fantasy freak friends, thanks for listening. And make it a two-way conversation anytime by contacting me at uh, dynastyfreaks.com. Class is over. You're dismissed. Until next time. Go out there and get freaky. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. We welcome your thoughts and advice. Let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast or see on the website to help you dominate your league. Justin prides himself in responding to every email, so hit him up anytime at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com and follow him on Twitter at LonghornJustin. Justin.